Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Sharks. My name is Kyle Moore and I'm seeking the equivalent of one month's rent for my one-bedroom, 500-square-foot apartment in Halifax, Nova Scotia, $4,300 for a 100% equity stake in my anxiety. I first began working on anxiety back in childhood, and what started out as a simple hobby has turned into a lifelong commitment. Now, I know you might be asking yourself, well, why, Kyle, why do I need this? Well, my question to you is, why miss out? One in 10 Canadians have already tried this product, and boy, is it something. What I'm offering you today, Sharks, is the chance to get in on the ground floor. Is this a growing market? Well, you tell me. Since the start of the global pandemic, sales have soared, a 25% increase in revenue since 2020. Sharks, are you tired of having nothing on your mind before work calls? Finding things a bit too chill in your relationships? Want to think you're preparing yourself for unspeakable horrors only for things not to happen, but you still end up with the trauma like they did? (laughs) Me too. So Sharks, the question isn't, are you in? It's why wouldn't you be? Seriously, I want to know. I feel like I feel like I I got up here and I don't, I'm not getting a great vibe. I feel like you don't like me. And now, and now that I'm saying things out loud, I feel like I'm really in the chances. G'day everyone, I'm Kyle Moore. Welcome back to The Wreck. This is the podcast where we celebrate a world more mental and destigmatize all things mental health through sharing stories, experiences, sitting down and just having a good old authentic chat. If you want more Life's Wreck content, head on over to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at Life's Wreck Podcast. I hope you're all doing well since uh, the last episode of Life's Wreck. I know I have been, I've been sitting with Max's uh, lessons, the lessons that he imparted to us uh, as a community um, about identity and uh, failure being this building block for success, failing forward, um, learning from from times of uh, of trials and tribulations. And so much of what Max talked about in the last episode has been sticking with me because of the work that I do on the day to day working with youth entrepreneurs. And that entrepreneurial journey, I found everything that Max talked about is so uh, 
so quickly and, and easily related to the world of entrepreneurship because so many of the most amazing, whether it's products or ventures or entrepreneurs out there, um, they have failed a thousand times and the lessons learned from those failures are what have made them spectacular. It's that process of getting knocked down, standing back up, dusting yourself off, realizing what could have been done differently, implementing that practice and and taking another step forward and in doing so with confidence uh, in oneself and in the journey that's led up to this point. And so I, I really was inspired to revisit this, this conversation surrounding wellness and mental health and uh, entrepreneurship and success. And I thought that even though this is a conversation that we've explored before, all of these new experiences that I've had you know, I wanted to revisit the conversation and I, I truly couldn't think of anyone better to share this conversation with than with someone who I think beautifully, like ah, chef's kiss exemplifies how wellness can and should be incorporated into entrepreneurial success. Somebody that truly celebrates the power of the individual and exemplifies authenticity in everything that he does. If you know who I'm talking about, you know that this guy is about his face value. What you see is what you get. The amazing Jake Carls. Jake is an entrepreneur, a hype man, dancing machine, co-founder of the Functional Chocolate Bar that's taken on the big guy's midday squares. Jake's passion for people has inspired audiences around the world to build through authenticity. He's been recognized on the annual Forbes 30 Under 30 list, was an EY Entrepreneur of the Year finalist, and rocks the absolute hell out of a pair of shades. Jake, without further ado, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Yeah, dude. So feeling fired up, um, you know, in the sense of I just got married. Uh, business is actually going really well right now for Midday Square, my company. Um, but I'm still dealing with like an injury um, physically that has taken a huge toll mentally on me because it's it's made me not immobile. I can't. I'm not immobile, but I, I'm not able to do the things right now that I want to do, like play sports work out um i'm dealing with this consistent injury that's been six six months lingering so i'm exhausted i'm mentally mm. drained and exhausted from it because i'm still trying to live my life and do other stuff but it seems to not be getting that much better it's moving forward but it's just like i'm getting impatient you know so mm. um yeah that's why i have i have this um i was just like doing some like releases before but like nice. this is an everyday thing that i deal with and um i don't know it's just injuries suck and yeah getting through it but it's tough yeah how's the how's the mental component been of the recovery process because the physical thing is one thing you can sit there you can do the exercise whatever but like and especially i can only imagine for you somebody who's on the go using their body i feel like the mental component of that would be and i don't want to put words in your mouth i would feel for me it would be almost more difficult than the physical yeah dude there's there's moments of the day that i just i feel like breaking down uh, crying mm. um in, in the sense that i feel like is this the rest of my life? And yeah, I kind of right. that weird path of like, is this what I'm gonna have to do all the time? When is it gonna just be like, okay, like we're getting there. Like we're actually like, like I'm able to do what I gotta do again, or is it just never gonna come? And I kind of go through that like quite that like small mental thing. And then I, I I bounce back and I'm like, no, I'm 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 working through this. I'm progressing, I'm 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 executing, I'm I'm forward moving, I'm creating more momentum. And then I feel good for a bit and then eventually it comes back. Like when I watch people go play sports and having fun, I'm like, I wish I could do that right now. Right, but yeah, I probably can, but it might not be the best scenario for me. And that's what kills me. 
That's what mm. kills me. I know it's not great. Um, but I, yeah, I look at it like this now. It's like, you know, I'm 29, turning 30 in a month. Um, I have a whole life ahead of me. So if I want to be Absolutely. good in my life, I could take a couple months to take care of myself. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that's that's what I'm going through, man. That's the that's the truth right now. Is it the is it the not being able to show up as you, what you know you can give at a hundred percent? Is that kind of part of it? Yeah, like, dude, I, I I speak around all around the world and I fire people up, and like yeah. I had to like kind of like change a little bit of the the persona um, mm. of who I am because I can't go get everyone dancing the way I want to. I could do like small things like claps, like sure. like like shake a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. I can't go just like. I can't just go be myself without mm. consciously knowing that this might hurt me more, right? So mm. that's where I'm getting smoked mentally is like, shit, I, I have to deliver it in a different way um, and find my new authenticity and be okay with that until maybe things will change or that will become my new authenticity forever, right? Mm. I, I think that that's what's hard on me right now, but I'm working through it. Um, I really think that I've come a long way. I went through episodic, episodic stuff of like literally feeling really depressed like daily um, to then now feeling like way better more often Good. Um, and and living my life, trying to live my life to the fullest right now. Mm -hmm. you, you talked to, so there's so many different elements that you talked about there that I would love to touch on in terms of like the bounce back, authenticity, um, you know, showing up for yourself and all that kind of, uh, and those elements of like self-care. And so I, I'm kind of curious being somebody who is so, and, and for anybody who doesn't, uh, you know, we'll make sure to, to plug uh, everything that Midday Squares is doing and your socials and everything. You are a high octane individual. It yep. is go, 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 whether it's for the business, whether it's for yourself. Like there's like, I feel like if you were a car, there is no like red line. It's just kind of like, it just sits on like the right side. And well, so when you're going and you're moving at this velocity, you know, what, what does your self-care look like on the day to day? Because I, and the one thing that I love about your content and, and who you are as a, and granted, I've only seen it through social media and I'm a very, feel very fortunate to sit down and, and have this chat today, but it seems like you're very vulnerable and open about the ups and downs throughout all of it. But I am curious about what that, you know, journey of taking care of yourself looks like when you are going so fast. So yeah, I was going way fast, man. Like yeah. five, this is my fifth year in this business, 10 year of entrepreneurship. Um, this one's obviously like a rapid growth one. So like, it's a lot of like different, different movement stresses, all that stuff. But I was going so quick that like, it was almost reckless. Mm. Um, to the point where I, I didn't know who I was. I was just going for the sake of going the hype, the energy, the momentum. It was just pushing me. And then I lost track of my identity and I lost track of who I was. Even the people I cared about, I was, I was kind of like ignoring, like not hanging out with. I was coming home exhausted to my, you know, at the time it was my fiance or girlfriend. Uh, and now it's obviously my wife, but I was coming and I wasn't giving her attention. And I was like, I was irritable. I was just like, I, I would go out there every day, give this hundred percent energy, maybe a 200% energy, energize people, fire them up, get all this media attention, this hype, this, this momentum. And then I'd come home and I would try to replenish that by just getting to bed and going at it again and just nonstop. So unhealthy eating habits. I was working out like crazy in bad form physically because body's been compensating for a long time. Um, and yeah, I burnt out. I had a three months ago or four months ago, I had a real burnout. It all just cut the, the house of cards, just the injury tipped it. And then the house of cards just fell. Mm. And I went through like a deep depression and deep realization that I'm not identified by the things that 
the material or the uh, or the, the 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 hype and all the energy, the media, that all that jazz. I'm defined by. I really believe that no matter if I was able to dance or not dance, I make people feel a certain way deeply inside. And understanding that mm-hmm. was huge. Understanding that I don't need to be the 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 trumpets coming out and the whole the whole shenanigans <laughs> to make people feel something that I Absolutely. myself. I'm able to do that because that's my superpowers inside of me. It's not what, what it looks like. Right. And anyways, I burnt out, did therapy for 36 days, I think straight or 35 days straight. I can't remember wow. the exact day. And I did hours. And what I did was I wanted, I took a sabbatical off work and I wanted to just learn who I was and get back and get back what I love doing, you know, like stop, you know, stopping to do things for other people, but do it for myself. And I'm still not perfect, but I've come back, you know, pretty good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm back to like 80%, 75. I hear that. Yeah, I was at like 5%, man. Like, so like it was a journey. And trust me, it's like people thought I was the happiest guy. Oh, you have everything to be happy for. You, you know, you own a company, you have, you have an amazing brand, you, you have amazing people around you, friends, family, health. Um, but it just doesn't work like that. When you feel lost, everything around you seems like it, it doesn't even make a difference, right? So yeah, that was a hard journey. So I, I my self-care routine now is different. Now I read every morning. I, I'm nice. not so hard on myself. Um, to go do 150 things, I'll do 10 things. Mm-hmm. You know, when I travel, I don't, I try not to pack it as much. I was doing five crazy days in a row. Now I do two, you know, so I've learned to listen to my body more from the physical and the mental side. And I know when I'm going more in that direction now of danger. And I basically slow down as soon as that happens, it's an immediate slowdown. And uh, that's the big part. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I mean, like, let's go back to the car analogy. It's kind of that idea of staying in your sweet spot, but then also when you, and I, and I've known, I've been through periods of burnout in my own life. And one thing that I reflecting on after the fact was looking at the signs along the way, the road signs and being like, fuck, that would suck for anybody else. Not for this guy. And then just like, you know, keep on going at exactly what you are. And I'm curious what maybe those red flags possibly looked like for you when you were approaching that point in your life where you're like, shit, I'm almost, my body's going to make me take a break because I just can't go, I can't go at like this anymore. So physical pain, like, like Mm. back pain, um, was definitely like, you know, one, um, you know, feeling exhausted, like physically Mm. exhausted and then being irritable with people that I care about and not having enough energy or interest to want to communicate with those people. So these are the red flags. Like I, I would go home to like my family at a dinner table on a Friday night and just wouldn't talk. Mm. Like I would, I would listen or I'd fight. Right. And I would, t- I'd pick a topic, maybe like politics or whatever. And I would just, I would go hard and that's not who I am. So I start to realize I'm, I'm being somebody that I'm not, and I'm not prioritizing. All I'm prioritizing is that journey of craziness and wildness and hype and momentum and energy rather than what actually really does matter. And now I'm kind of more aware. So I have that more, that awareness is way deeper, but I'm not perfect at it. Um, I still get caught into that those problems. Um, but I could see the flags a lot more clear now, I guess, than I was before. I love that. What, what's your relationship like with energy? Cause it feels like it's a big part of who you are, but with it being a big part of who you are, I find that that relationship can get complicated. And so I, I would really love to know, cause you know, what's going through my mind is the idea that you know that your superpower is taking that cord that's plugged into your back and walking into a room and plugging it in and the place goes, it's electric, the place goes up. But at the same time, that's your battery. 
And so that energy starts to deplete. And then, but every morning it's picking it up and still picking that cord up and going in every individual, every room, whatever it may be, plugging in. And I guess it kind of comes down to like both what's your relationship energy and why? Why keep picking up the cord? So this is a great deep question and I love it. Um, very important. So I think my relationship to energy is simply as a kid, I was the class clown. I, I I was that because I couldn't fit in academically. I was very, I was poor academically in the sense that I wasn't good. I didn't get good grades. I couldn't even write or read properly. And I tried, but like, it just wasn't working. So what yeah. I did became the energizer bunny or the class clown. And everyone loved me for that. Right. And they're like, this guy's hilarious. This guy's cool. But yet when it came to graduating, I was only the one not going to graduate. And that was the moment I kind of said, screw this. I'm going to be somebody else. I'm going to follow the herd now, mm. figure out my academics, get the grades that get me to pass and focus less on being that, that energizer bunny. Then throughout college, I was the focused on grades and academia, not who I was. Like there was no authenticity. I was doing it mm. to show everybody this. I could be like you. I can get a job. Right. Invest in a job. I could do it. But I struggled so bad. Like internally, it felt like jail. And then... Finally, in my third year, I realized, screw this. I was watching Shark Tank and I watched a guy on screen and I was like, hey, this guy looks free, even though he has two mortgages on his house, he has kids, he has all these responsibilities. I'm 21 years old and I have no responsibility and I'm sulking like a baby. So I basically said, screw it. I'm done with following the rules that everyone else follows or that society kind of pushes you to. And I started being me and I started doing entrepreneurship again. And I started to become that energizer bunny slowly where people start to give me back that love, that attention, that, that energy. And where it got very dangerous was I was truly being myself and having fun, but I became obsessive with getting the external validation that wasn't academia. This was now, hey, you're cool. I look up to you. I'm inspired by you. And that's all I cared about. And that translated all the way into year four of Midday Squares, which was last year, where, sorry, this year, um, where I had the burnout and that was the collapse of the identity because it made me realize that I'm doing everything for external, even though it's me, like I love energy. I love momentum. It gives me like a high. The high wasn't because I was loving the high. The high was coming because I wanted to show everyone that I could do this and that I could, I could, I could do this superpower, which people have labeled on me. And I felt like I needed to meet those expectations. Now I'm re going at it, but I'm going at it from a different place. The place is now it's 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 who Jake is. Jake Carls is me, but it's who I am and why am I doing this is the question every single time. And if the why doesn't equal that I'm doing it because I want to or that I'm doing it because I don't care what somebody thinks, then I shouldn't do it. And that's changed my entire outlook. And I'm still that. hyping people up, but it's now coming from a place of, the replenishment of energy is natural because it's not trying to get external sources to to give me that energy, right? Mm. So that's the relationship. It's a, it was a dangerous relationship for like absolutely years. Yeah, well, I mean, external validation in every sense of the word is always going to be a killer, right? It doesn't matter if you're making a, if you're making a chocolate bar, and at the end of the day, you're like, God, I friggin' hate this thing. This is just awful. It's probably not gonna be a great chocolate bar. If I'm doing a podcast and I'm like, fuck, I hate every time I put the mic in front of my face, but everybody else tells me I'm so good at podcasting. It's, it, it, there's no long, it's not a marathon that you can run kind of thing. It eventually, you eventually collapse. Absolutely. Uh, Jake, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the thing that originally drew me and what I 
really love about this conversation so much and and everything that you're doing is that uh when we had bumped into each other at collision and uh my boss at loi melissa allen was like hey jake meet this guy and it was like hey man what's going on and uh, and vice versa what she had said was she knew that i had you know we we've talked at length about this this project uh mental health podcast that i have and um and she was like oh uh, that's, that's Jake from Midday Squares. And that company is super like mental health forward. They like do therapy sessions as a family, uh, of co-owners. And I ridge that, I mean, that just like ticked this box in my head where I was like, that itself is a really cool story I want to get into. And so I would really love to hear about how Midday Squares really embraced mental health in their day-to-day business operations. Yeah, I love that. So first of all, thank you to Melissa. Um, Huge shout out to on. Melissa. And thanks collision, hence the no pun intended. We collided. Yeah, um, honestly, yeah. Yeah, serendipity. But okay, so therapy was something. Cave. Okay, it's it's in the core values of midday squares. And I'm going to get to why. But before we even started the business, my sister, my brother-in-law said to me, "If you want to join as the third founder, third partner." you need to come to a therapy session, multiple therapy sessions every week, once a week with us. And we got to sit through them and have hard conversations, work on each other, understand each other mm-hmm. and become better people. Right. And I looked at them as if they were like, like not normal. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was at them, are you kidding? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm happy as, I'm happy as nails. I'm on right. fire. I, I play competitive sports. I was in a fraternity. I'm like, I don't need that, that, that therapy. That's like weak. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And they looked at me dead serious and like, well, then you can't join as the third partner if you don't commit to this. And I was like, you're going to throw this all away for a dumb therapy session. That's exactly what I said. Mm. And they're like, yeah. And they said this because they've been using therapy for a long time for their own relationship, but also their, their previous partnerships. Um, they wish they had them in their previous partnerships in, in business. And then I said, you know what, if that's the case, I'll do, I'll do five sessions total. And after that, if I don't like it, I'm done. And I went and I sat through the first session with no open mind. I was miserable. The second session, I opened up a little bit more, the third, a little bit more, the fourth, my mind was actually free. And I started to realize that this is actually a place where I feel safe. I feel like I could be me with no judgment. I feel like I can actually express hard things that I might feel afraid to express, you know, in a different setting. And then my goal was to learn to have these conversations outside of here, to equip myself with tools where I could become a better listener, a better communicator, understand empathy at its deepest level and why it's so important, and then kind of learn a way to understand different perspectives. So framing what other people are going through by not just coming up with rebuttals or, you know, like, Hey, like judgment, but it's like, Hey, how can I see this different than the way I see it and kind of then compare it and work through it. And now I'm a huge advocate of therapy because I feel like I've become a better individual, a better partner in my relationships, a better friend, a better leader. So I realized that all this, the hours and hours and hours and days of therapy that I continue to do and commit to, it's a sh- it's a sign of commitment to becoming a better person every day. Mm. And if I do that, then by the time I die, I should be a really good person, be a right? Good person, yeah. It's a lot of compounded yeah. days in a row. I should be a, I should be a saint. No, but <laughs> this, 
when I catch myself going to my old ways of like that type of mentality, I, I go back to therapy and I say, hey, I call my therapist, I'm like, yo, can we talk? And the reason being is I realized that I'm here to be, to put my front foot forward every day, even if it's little, little things, little, little tiny things. And if I know that I'm committing to making myself a better person and understanding how others feel and how important feelings and emotions can be and the art of that communication, then I'm at an advantage. Mm. So therapy is the bedrock of midday squares. Without it, we're not here today as partners because we would have killed each other. We're family. We've passed history. There's yeah. complexion. There's complex relationships. They're married. And right. I think that I'm, I, I, I wish it would be more affordable for others. You know, like yeah. for us, we invest a lot of money from our company into this, but I wish this could be accessible to everybody in the world. And maybe would, one day we'll work on that. Absolutely. But, but it's a powerful thing as long as you are open-minded to it yes. and you are willing to put the work in. Mm -hmm. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, therapy, it's, uh, I, therapy came into my life at a time where like I quote, I, I say that therapy saved my life sometimes because it, you know, I didn't start a mental health podcast because I was a happy-go-lucky kid. And I started a mental health podcast because I like felt like I had something to say about the world of mental health. And therapy was tremendous. And I think that the thing that you said that stands out to me and it's so beautiful is just like, I felt safe in this space. And it's amazing how long you can go through life without really experiencing what it's like to feel safe as an individual where it's like on the day-to-day -day, there might be these expectations external whatever it may be but then you carve out this one hour of time or whatever it may be 30 minutes who knows and you go into a space and you're like wow i feel safe i feel like i can actually say the things that are unspeakable in in other areas now so i you know, i want to commend you on that for sure the relationships that do exist within midday squares i am as a as an outsider looking in i am curious because when I think about trying to put myself in your shoes and say like, you know, knowing my relationship with my sister, which I would say is a really good one. And, uh, you know, she's got a partner as well. And I'm like, not only running a company with these people, but also sitting in on a therapy session once per week or, or how, how often are you guys doing therapy as a right now? Our therapist is off. So we haven't seen okay. him in like a month, but starting season again, let's call it August uh, till, till whatever June or May mm -hmm. it's usually once a week. Okay. So once a week, like, that's the thing is I, I kind of think I'm like, I wonder what that would be like. But now, I mean, you're here. So what's that like? It's, 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 it was difficult. Yeah. Um, you definitely hear things that are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, that's what makes a relationship more powerful. And I think that, 
you know, my sister and brother-in-law are people I both love dearly outside of business. Um, and I love them in business as well. But in year two of the business, they were going through a very rough path, rough, a rough patch in their marriage, extremely rough to the point where they, they were this close to divorce. Mm -hmm. And that would have not only damaged the company, but it would have damaged my, my sister, my brother-in-law, their relationship, everything like, yeah. so I would sit through the therapy and watch them on the comeback. So, mm -hmm. and the reason why I did that was because I wanted to understand, I wanted to see where they were at. I wanted to understand where both their minds were, how they were both feeling in an unbiased, as much unbiased as they can have. And what that did was it helped me get in their minds, it helped me get in their heads and understand what's going on, what's actually going on. And because I'm there, I could also give my opinion in a safe zone where it doesn't come off as, oh, I'm choosing one side or the other, but I'm working through a moderator, let's call it a therapist helping me guide this conversation where maybe they can't see what I see because I'm an outsider technically, but still an insider within their life. Right. So I think that, like I said, these therapy sessions are a way for deep communication that might be very uncomfortable to have. And it allows for this no judgment zone or where we know that we're here because we're all want to work on getting better and we're aligned on doing that. So when you know that when the context is there, you start to realize that we can actually solve problems together here. We can actually, go through hard conversations, work through them, get deep and actually come out with an outcome. Mm. And that's the power of it. Cause otherwise you get into an argument with somebody. Sometimes you just say, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And that's it. It's over with, but that's not actually coming to a real solution. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the time people just, they, they just want it to end because they're uncomfortable. But if you have, right. if you're put in focus in the zone and you know that you guys are both wanting to get somewhere from it with professional help, you're guided, right? right. You're, you're guided from an unbiased opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's super powerful that you can't just replicate outside of therapy. Maybe you can get really good at it, but I don't think you could ever replicate the perfection of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That being around for the comeback, this is just, you know, this is just a, an offhanded thought. Do you think that being around for the comeback, you know, and seeing that, you know, it, it gave you a certain perspective that going into your own new marriage that you're like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of like glad that I saw, you know, this go down. Cause now I have a bit of a glimpse behind the glass of like navigating the, the rough patches that can come with any relationship. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. Like I think that, I think that, you know, I've had my fair share of problems as well in our relationship. Um, because being an entrepreneur, I think it's really important to share this is being an entrepreneur with somebody that's not an entrepreneur is very difficult for the non entrepreneur as well. And here's Absolutely. why the lonely journey of entrepreneurship creates this mental state that, that I, I, a lot of entrepreneurs actually go through. It's a, it's like, again, feeling judged, misunderstood, lonely at times, exhilarated to the time, like you feel the best in the world. So you go through these crazy emotional swings, but your partner's there with you, but they're not involved necessarily in the business, right. but they're there with you. And I think that um, it was hard for us because I was always out of town. I traveled a lot last year, I did 140 flights out of town. I wow. was, yeah, it was crazy. And, Oof. you know, and then I would come home exhausted. So I couldn't have a conversation. So guess what? What does that do to a relationship? It damaged it. It shows that there's, there's, there, there's problems, right? And the problems were that the priority was again, back to that external source of getting that energy rather than what's internal and actually it really matters. And I had to learn that. And even in therapy, I would sit through deep therapy alone without my partners to just go over my relationship, how how can I become better at this? Because 
either I'm going to, it's going to all collapse. And once that my personal life collapses, that's when your business collapses as well, because it's very hard to get out of that frame. Right. Mm. And I just, this year I took it into deep control and we started working deeply through it. And I started to really see myself as a big wrench in our relationship due to the, my, my ability not to understand what's going on and just go, mm. I was in the treadmill. I needed to step back and right. say, what the fuck? And mm. When I did that, I saw a whole new world. It was crazy. And again, I wouldn't have done that unless I had therapy. So like, it it comes back to perspective, helping with perspective. Absolutely. And hey, perspective is a, a beautiful thing regardless. I think that that idea of being in a fixed mindset, it's not going to help you with with anything. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like the golden rule. Uh, Jake, I'm curious. And this is, you know, I'm, I feel like now I'm, I'm, you know, asking this question from somebody who's working with young entrepreneurs with the League of Innovators, and uh, you've done so many amazing things and your energy and your approach to entrepreneurship. And I think not only your approach to entrepreneurship now, but how it's evolved over time, I think is a is just a I don't know. I feel like it's a, a, a masterclass in, in being flexible in your own, you know, experiences and, and being like, Hey, maybe I'm wrong in this situation. I'm going to think about this a different way. I'm going to go about this a different way, especially it sounds like over the past, you know, couple months. And I'm curious, this not being your first venture, going back to when you first started entrepreneurship in general, you know, and then up until now lessons learned, like what kind of advice do you like to give to young entrepreneurs when you're like, Hey, you're going to make your own mistakes and you're going to grow from them. But if there's one mistake that I made that I can tell you about so that you don't have to go through it, what would you say that is? I think expecting people that are, that love you and care about you around you, your close friends, childhood friends, family members to understand what you're going through mm is super important to know that they they just don't. And the reason why they don't is because they're not in it 24 seven with you. They're not experiencing the journey that you are on. They're watching it. They're, they're, they're trying to help you, but I would get angry. I would get so angry and so much energy would go into, why isn't that person saying congratulations to me? Or why isn't that right. person love me trying to be there for me? You know why? Because they, they, they're not in it with you right away, right? So they, how can they know? You have to be the one to actually walk them through that if you want them to actually understand and experience it with you. Expecting it is a problem. And that's when I realized that my expectation was here and reality was there. So the gap was extremely dangerous, mentally dangerous. So what I did was I balanced them by understanding what their reality was, not blaming them for it because there's nothing wrong with it, but helping them get to understand my reality. And if they didn't, then that's totally fine. But then at least compartmentalize and know that, right? And I have friends for different reasons. I have friends that I call now for specific moments that I feel unbelievable on top of the world. And I know that they could jam with me and feel that with me. Or friends that I call for just partying and and, and going to have a laugh. Yeah, And that's fine. But you can't just get angry at all these people. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through it. They start cutting people out because right. of the, the people make them feel. But the people aren't doing that purposely. That's just because you're not on this. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not getting your expectations to your reality, mm -hmm. and that's a you problem, not a them problem. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I realized, and I, I worked on that, and now I feel I, I'm flying with my friendships again, even though I'm going through the same amount of stress and anxiety and pressure in business. My relationships are actually they're balanced. I, I feel closer to them. 
That's beautiful. Do you feel like the storytelling element of Midday Squares and what you do helped with that? Because it did give people a little bit of a look behind the, the glass where they were like, oh, that's what Jake's up to. Yeah, I think it helped us with people that don't know me, which is actually mm. interesting. So I feel like, you know, people that don't know me that, that like really well, they would reach out they're like, oh, this is so cool. Or like, I'm here for you if you need anything. But my close friends, it's it's like this thing close close to home type of thing where it's like it's hard to see somebody in that dynamic where like you have really massive, crazy wins, but then you also go through extremely dangerous lows and you kind of watch someone go through that close to you. It, it, it's a mind fuck a little bit. Right. right? And um, so, yeah, like and, and that's where like I would like ignore my friends because I was like, yo, they don't get it. They're not they're not understanding that I have to work on Saturday night and they're just texting me saying like, where are you? Why aren't you coming? And I would just be like, fuck you, like get angry. Because it, it was a me problem. It wasn't right. a them problem. So I had to work on that. I think a lot of entrepreneurs that I talked to go through something similar at one point throughout their journey. Um, and yeah, like I always remember like this, it's a choice that we're on this journey. You remember that it's not, there's no gun to your head or anything. Like I choose to build midday squares. Mm -hmm. I could stop it at any moment. Obviously there'll be repercussions in certain things, but um, it's still a choice at the end of the day. So, you know, like trying to do that is again trying to expect from everybody things doesn't mean that they're going through the same thing or understand what you're going through mm -hmm. and then the last thing i would say is is stop comparing yourself to people you know like yes yeah. oh my comparison yeah. is the thief of joy tell it to every entrepreneur who walks through the door joy yeah i was comparing myself early on to getting awards i wanted all these awards and all these people are getting awards and i start putting them down but I realized that's not who I am. I actually like to uplift people. So I'm, I'm, I'm fired up when someone gets an award. I'm actually inspired. And yet I was feeling the opposite. So I realized that was the danger zone too, where I was in that kind of brought me to invest a lot more into that therapy and understanding what's going on. Mm -hmm. I, what's the draw to storytelling? Cause you seem like you, you just like, through your content and through chatting with you, you know, it, it definitely seems like you have an appreciation for telling a story. And I'm kind of curious what, not kind of curious, I am curious, what the, uh, you know, why storytelling just seems to have this pull with you. I mean, Midday yeah, Square is chief rainmaker. Like, you know, part of the storytelling of all of this is like, it, it's the, the brainchild of, of, you know, the work that you've done. So, you know, what is it about stories, man? Storytelling is, is so engraved in human nature. And I think that when you understand it, the power of it, for good or bad, by the way, it could go either way. Um, but if it's good, then you could make people feel something very deeply through storytelling. And when you make someone feel very deeply, it actually creates action or a decision-making process. And, you know, if you make someone feel sad, happy, you're going to get something. You're going to get something out of that. And what I realized was my whole life is a story. And if I just share it, Maybe I can inspire people to take that initiative to be more themselves. Because when I realized that I can no longer do the whole game of being somebody else, freedom came. Even though I was in a struggling zone, I felt this like immense amount of just like a cage break broke out. And I wish that I could show that through my actions to others or how I make them feel. And that's why I go speak every week on conferences and you know TV, podcasts, radio to go give this message because – at the end of the day, that's really what I'm here to do. Like midday scores is great. You know, I'm gonna we're hopefully gonna build a billion dollar business in a short period of time. But the kicker is not the billion dollar part. The kicker is that we will have done that by remaining true and unapologetically ourselves. And that means that you could break the mold by just being you. And I think that if we can encourage that next generation or older generation to take a little bit more steps to being bold in themselves, 
then that story that we tell actually changed and progressed the world in some way. Didn't progress the way in, necessarily in sustainability, but this is a different type of sustainability. This is a way to make humans understand themselves and be more inspired about themselves and fired up about them. And if they do that, their superpowers will start to come out. But so our society doesn't teach that so or show that. So that's my mission. I love that. Where's your favorite place to tell a story? Wow. On a stage. I, I like old school, like in person on stage. I think I was in New York the other day. On, on I did two keynotes in two days and two wow. different conferences. And I went on this stage on one of the days. I, I was tired. I was really tired because I did like 10 meetings that day. And I got on the stage and the exhaustion just left. It was gone. And I felt so alive again. And I felt so fired up. I felt so motivated. And I just delivered. Hands were flying. I was yelling. I was screaming. I was jumping at times. My, the pain wasn't bothering me. And I was just like, shit, that's me. That's where I thrive. And now I try to put myself, obviously I'm running a business too, but I got to put myself more and more in those scenarios because that's where my wings really go full throttle outwards. Mm -hmm. One of the questions, actually, this this just came up, but one of the questions that uh, I get asked by a lot of young entrepreneurs is they kind of want to, they want to step into a bit more of that high energy role, but it it does they they crave it, they desire it, they want to be that person who can go in and fire a crowd up, but it just doesn't quite feel right yet. And I would love to know is does that bring up for you that maybe that's just not them, or is it? there are things that they can do to like really embrace the energy of the room or can uplift people. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. I think, look, I think that you can always learn how to, you know, public speak, fire right. people up. But I think that to keep doing it, scaling it and consistently doing it, it needs to be innate in you because you got to love it. Like, you know, you, I want things. I, I think I want things a lot of the time and, I then try and I actually don't. And it's inauthentic. Mm. It feels uncomfortable. It feels weird, cringe. And other people feel that way when I do that too. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done with that. That's not me. But I think that we as as entrepreneurs try to, we feel like we need to. We feel like we need to be that because that's how you build fans. That's how you get people excited. But there's also other ways to do it. And if it makes sense to do it in another way where it's more authentic to you, you're going to thrive a lot more doing that than doing it what I'm doing on the stages. I'm, I believe I'm meant for that lifestyle. Mm. That, that's like who I am. I feel like I'm a, I, I want to be a rock star, you know, like that's, that's what I, I'm dreaming of as a kid. Also, I, I've always wanted that. So at the end of the day, like, I think you need to just find what's authentic to you. Yeah. And then whatever that is, play that strategy at 150%. Screw the other one. Screw the stage. You don't need it. You don't need to be, you don't need to have a stage and, and a, and a hype to, to, to build a, a very successful, you know, business organization, you actually, it's not a necessary thing. It's just, this is another strategy that we're taking and mm -hmm. it's working for us. It's real to us. Being the person who can go in and elevate people and having that being your superpower. One of the things that I get messages from listeners about is that element of authenticity and having that relationship where they struggle with really embracing themselves and they vocalize that and they say, you know, it's, it's tough on the day to day to feel like I might not be worth it. Or I, I don't feel like what I do is contributing. I don't feel like I matter all of these things. And I would really love if, if, you know, there's something that's coming up for you that you'd love to share with them about authenticity and embracing them themselves in their entirety. Yeah. So I think that, I think that this is a big thing today where we got to figure out as a society how to get better at it, but long story short, your authenticity is just who you are. And I know it sounds so 
and vague, but mm-hmm. I think that if you try a lot of things every day, you'll feel what really fits. Your gut will tell you what is good and what's not. And I would say follow where your gut takes you. Your gut is like your second brain. It's almost like it knows what's going on. It's the weirdest thing. It's a feeling that you feel. I just think if you follow that feeling all the time and you're not scared to put yourself in zones that are really uncomfortable, then you're going to find your authenticity and you're going to strive. You're going to kill it. Your superpower is going to come out. But if you're just in a bubble and you don't want to leave that bubble, that un- that zone of comfort, and you don't want to feel that you don't want to trust your gut, even though it might seem wrong, then you have no chance of finding it because you might need to do some things to figure it out. It's not just going to come to you. You got to go experience and, and, and feel what you go through when you're going through it. You'll know when it's your authenticity. You'll know what feels good and you'll know what you're amazing at because it will feel like nothing you felt before. I love what you just said about your gut being your second brain because that's that's my big red flag. When I know that I'm approaching a, a place where I'm like, I don't want to go there. Dude, my fucking gut is just like ripped apart. It's I every I'm nauseous all the time. Everything is just so thrown off. So it is it is amazing how much just like listening to your body, you're like, oh wow, yeah. I uh for some reason, you know, feel like absolute ass for the past four days. Maybe I should take some take a fucking load off. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. What's the thing that uh, you would say, you know, if we were to have this chat a year from now, you know, what what is the thing that we didn't talk about today that you hope we would talk about a year from now? I think discussing the the tools to work through burnout. Mm. Also, how to prevent, truly prevent it. Um, you know, because burnout, it's different for everybody, obviously, but Absolutely. it can affect you from having a month off to taking, it can affect you for your life, actually, mm-hmm. the burnout. Yeah. It actually has a real effect. Like there's a real consequence. Some people obviously bounce back right away, but some people don't bounce back ever. So I think that the preventative methods, and then also when you don't get the preventative methods and you're actually there, what, what are you, what are you doing to get, to right. get back or to what, bounce back in life? Yeah. What did you do apart from therapy? You know, therapy aside, what would you say? I had to be alone. I had to like yeah. process my thoughts. I never did that. <laughs> I think, you know, putting myself in those uncomfortable, you know, like I've, I was fearful of being alone. Right. Mm. And, you know, actually being alone and being in that ugly, uncomfortable feeling made me process a lot and made me like walk through things that I never walked through. And um, that was really like liberating, I guess, is, is, is the word. And, and it kind of stepped me up to find a figure my way that I could go through this and I will get through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was uncomfortable. It was yeah. weird. It was cringe. It was scary. Um, and I'm still scared a little bit of being alone, but I try. Yeah. What more can you do? You can't. You yeah. got to try. It's it, human life is all about trying, like, continuing to step forward slightly, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Compounds. Baby steps. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, I listened to an interview that you did with uh, Mark Champagne. And, yep. uh, you know, shout out, shout out to Mark, uh, really, uh, really cool, cool podcast. I've listened to a few after your episode there and, um, man, it was one of those things where I, I think he had asked you at one point about like, do you really, does it really kind of hit about, you know, you went from selling in 14 stores or whatever to, or I can't remember the exact numbers that he'd used, but he basically quantified how fast midday squares has grown and how much work that you you've all done. And something that stood out was, you know, I, I could hear for like, 
the the gratitude but I, i'm what, what's your relationship with accomplishment is that something that uh being a fast-moving company and reaching these milestones do you have time to sit back and and smell the roses and be like holy shit these are some like really amazing small wins that have added up to big ones i think at the beginning yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> first two years and then no i don't mm-hmm. it's hard to feel them man like I I try like, you know, but the problem is, is like something always comes up, you know, something gets in the way and, you know, like you don't feel like it's enough. That's the problem. Mm. And yeah, like I used to be fine with it. I used to actually, we used to, we used to celebrate, we used to dance, fun, kill it, cakes, the whole nine yards for little, little things. And then Mm. now we don't do that as much. And I wish we did. Um, But I feel like, I feel like the lesson that I need to learn because I'm not there yet is not to chase more and more and more, but like experience more and more and more and whatever comes will come. But the experience is really the, 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 the idea of winning. That's winning. Wow. I think that, that the desire to experience more is really beautiful. I think I actually listened to a gentleman the other day. I think his name is Steven Jackson and uh, the sick boy podcast. Who's a great podcast out here in Halifax, but highly recommend checking them out. They're doing some amazing things. Um, they invited me to go to a night of grief and mystery uh, with uh, Steven Jackson. And we went to this old church and we sat there in the pews and this, this older gentleman who his career was really interesting. Went to Harvard divinity school. He was a social worker for a lot of years and he was around so much, uh, death and he kind of became known as like the death guy and he would talk about it he'd write about it he'd perform about it all of these things and one of the things he talked about was the idea of just existing being enough and the fact of taking in every day and how beautiful that is and how it doesn't matter what age you are and, and some people start to lose that over time of just wow you walk outside and you're like look at how beautiful the wind looks through the leaves and then you just carry on your way instead of putting your head down to the the pavement and being like i have to go to my next meeting right now and and just kind of breaking from that mold of just boop 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 one thing to the next uh and uh and that idea of experiencing more i think is i think is really amazing it's powerful it is it absolutely is what's the thing i think with uh you know piggybacking a little bit off the accomplishment stuff dude like what's the thing that you're most proud of i think i'm most proud of that like i actually believe in myself now oh beautiful like I actually truly like, uh, I'm not so worried about what others think. Mm. I don't really care much about like, I'm actually, I believe what I'm saying. I believe that I'm able to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I used to not. So that was, this was a big, big accomplishment. And you see my work change this moment. I start to realize this. It was a big change up, which was really cool. When did you start to realize it? At year three of the business. Cool took three years for me to realize and trust myself and kind of like go through like hard moments, amazing moments, and then kind of figure out that um, I actually know what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know everything. I'm no expert. But what I am is I do think that I'm worth something. And I do think that I do have some superpowers that I think are unique to me. Yeah, I, I would say the superpower of uh, introspection, man. It seems like you've done a lot of work on yourself, man. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and that's a that's an infinite loop though. So that will consistently every day I hope to learn more and more and more, but we'll see. There's days where I learn nothing, days I go backwards a little bit, 
Um, but I, like I said, I try to, I really try to put the front foot forward, small steps every day. Really try. I can appreciate a man that builds from a place of acknowledgement, who takes the time and the courage to build from a place of pain, but to do so in a way that brings people along for the ride and builds them up in the process. Jake exemplifies that you can win by just being yourself. And I think that that is a beautiful reminder, not just for entrepreneurs, but for anyone who is working towards their goals. I highly recommend following along Jake's journey through connecting with him on social media. Uh, make sure to follow him on Instagram at jakecarls underscore. That's Jake uh, spelled J-A-K-E, Carls, K-A-R-L-S underscore. Uh, and I'll have the rest of his social linked in the description, as well as Midday Squares uh, socials in the description of this episode as well. Um, while you're checking out all the amazing stuff that Jake and his family and the team are putting out there into the universe, make sure to check us out as well uh, over at Life's Rec Podcast. I hope this chat has inspired you to continue to celebrate the world of mental health and start some conversations in your own life. But the beautiful wrecks that we all are. And remember that embracing the wreck means embracing the things that make us us. It's celebrating the tough times that we grew through and all of the wonderful uniqueness that we all bring to this world. Authenticity is just the wave, people. I'm telling you. So just remember that through all of it, the highs and lows, the ups, the downs, the good days and the bad days, that life's a wreck, that we are wrecks. And I'll see you in a few weeks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.